Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Aloha, everyone. I am so excited for today's podcast. I have a very special guest. You know, work, career, or entrepreneurship can be a huge stress in people's lives, mine included. So I have a very special guest, like I said today, who is going to shed some light on how we can be productive, which we are all intending to be doing, and doing it joyfully. I'm fortunate enough to be able to call today's guest, George Cow, my coach, and be able to share him and his wisdom with you today. Since 2009, George Cow has been a trusted, conscious marketing advisor to thousands of coaches, counselors, consultants, speakers, and authors. His mission is to raise the marketing effectiveness of those who prioritize integrity, compassion, and generosity in their business. George has conducted thousands of one-on-one business coaching sessions with clients. He has taught hundreds of webinars, teleclasses, telesummits, and several in-person workshops. For many wisdom-based business owners around the world, George Cow is the go-to expert and advisor on the topics of heart-based marketing, joyful productivity, and how to create a business that is truly ethical and fulfilling. George helps clients build authentic businesses, expand their visibility online, stabilize their income, and streamline their business so they can experience freedom and joy in their work. You can access a lot of free articles and videos about authentic marketing and joyful productivity at his website, www.georgecow.com. That's G-E-O-R-G-E-K-A-O.com. He's the author of the book, Authentic Content Marketing, Build an Engaged Audience for Your Personal Brand Through Integrity and Generosity. His new book, Joyful Productivity, will be available March 19th, 2018. Please see the show notes for the links to his website, YouTube channel, and his books. Welcome to the show, George. I'm so pleased to have you. Thank you, Gina. I've been looking forward to this and just honored to be able to share with your audience. Thank you. You know, uh, I get to talk to you about a number of things, and I wanted to be able to share with the listeners who are struggling with um, their work, you know, the balance of life, family, and work. And so I wondered if we could start our conversation today with the listener in mind who may be highly stressed Mm -hmm. over getting everything done and how they can begin to shift toward joyful productivity. Absolutely. You know, I can definitely relate because I've been there. I am a business owner with a successful business uh, and has never, it's not always been this easy. You know, when I first started, um, I had you know, big ambitions. I was working so many hours. Um, I was doing all the work myself 
and I stressed myself out a lot of times. And it wasn't until really the past, I would say five years or so, that I really came into uh, a consistent practice of joyful productivity. So uh, I'm happy to share as much as you know we have time for, but I guess maybe I'll start with one, one little tip, one little idea, yeah. which is that think of the possibility that you are going to be just fine even if you don't do everything on your to-do list. Imagine that possibility and allow that possibility to take seed within you. That what if I don't have to do everything on my to-do list and I will be not just just fine, but I'll continue to grow in my life, continue to experience more and more of my purpose without having to necessarily do all the items that my own mind thinks I should do. That if I seek balance first, and this is something, Gina, I know you talk to your audience about a lot. If I seek well-being first, that the rest may actually take care of itself. And so that little idea, I think, is an important one to start with. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Absolutely, George. It's so, it's like um, Stephen Covey's old uh, putting first things first. Yes. And um, us being able to put our uh, seeking balance first and seeking harmony in our lives mm-hmm. first. Yes. Versus uh, that to-do list, which never ends, right? It never ends. And the, the larger your ambitions, the more overwhelming the to-do list. Or, uh, you know, one is you might have great ambitions and you want to achieve a certain income level or you want to accomplish certain projects. And and the to-do list will never end. And the, the project can always be more perfected. And so truly, there is, uh, there is no such thing as finishing everything <laughs> that you could possibly do because there's always more that you can do. So the solution is not to work faster and to do more. The solution is to first get to a foundation of well-being. 
and let that never uh, dissipate. Let that always prioritize that first. And then with the available energy and time that's left, you work on the things that you have time for. Right. And when the time ends, you go back to your well-being practices, your balance practices, the rest of your life. And you know that there will always be another day when you can continue to work on your ambitions and your projects. Yes. And I hear my listeners now, George, saying, <laughs> but I feel so guilty. Ah, yes. Okay. Yes. I so, love that. I love yeah. you brought that in. Because another source of pressure, besides our own ambitions and our own visions and our own um, to-do list, we also have other people and the world that's giving us demands. Uh, and that may be some of where the guilt comes from. Uh, you know, the guilt can come from our own uh, ambitions, but also uh, other people's demands. And this, the solution is the same. Prioritize your well-being first. Prioritize your sense of balance first. And from there, with a good foundation, you will be able to serve others more effectively and you will be able to serve your own projects more effectively. And without that foundation, you will be doing everything suboptimally mm. and other people will sense that and your relationships won't be as healthy as it can be. So that's why um, you know, the work that you do, Gina, is so important is that you help people with that foundation first. You know, I thank you, George, for saying that. And I, I, because I, I know it, and I know it because I had lived through where I wasn't, wasn't able to be on, on the upper, I didn't have the upper hand. You know, mm. there was a time where my mind had the upper hand. And yeah. that's uh, our to do list it cannot have the upper hand, right? It's, right. can you talk a little bit about that on how, we can, um, you know, I'm thinking of the regular family person, you know, they mm -hmm. come home and mm -hmm. maybe they have their own, you know, these days, George, people have their regular work, nine to five, so to mm -hmm. speak. And mm -hmm. then they come home and have a little side hustle because they're hoping mm -hmm. to maybe be able to exit That's the right. rat race, right? right? And then they have a family or, or they have dogs and cats, um, right. which also take up a, a lot of our time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where do they begin? Where mm -hmm. is, like we're saying, seeking balance first and putting our well-being first. Do you have any ideas or practices that they could consider for adding into their life? Yeah. And the what I like to call it is to uh, capture, categorize, and calendar. And I'll just walk through this in, in just a minute uh, very quickly, but I have a blog post on this. Um, capturing is the practice of, um, you know, when we have ideas, when we have things that we, oh yeah, I don't, don't want to forget to do that. Uh, oh, I don't want to forget to follow up with that person or to you know, send something to that person or to do, we need a reliable system to capture our ideas. I all, you know, all, most of us have cell phones these days that can write notes. So whatever app you use to write notes, make it something that's easy for you to, to open up and, and do. Uh, that itself, the practice of making sure you don't try to keep things in your head, mm -hmm. but to write it down, um, 
already will reduce some anxiety for, for people because yes. we, we don't realize how much anxiety can be created by trying to keep things in our heads. Our brains are not evolved to try to remember things. Our brains are, have, are, are brilliant at, you know, improvisation, creativity, relationship, uh, intuition. But, but it's terrible. I mean, at remembering things that this is, a, a, you know, a simple piece of paper can do better at, at more reliable at remembering things than our brain can. Right. And so capturing is a really important practice that I do all the time. Even in the shower, I have, I use a tool called aqua notes. It's a thing that's just put up on my shower wall as a little pencil and you just go on Amazon and buy it. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, $10 or $20. Even in the sh- in a shower, if I have ideas, I write it down there. So the capture practice is really key for me. The categorized practice is also really important. At the end of each day, and at the beginning of each day, I look at the notes that I've randomly written down in my in my iPhone app, and I will categorize that. Okay, is this a, is this a family project, or is this a work project, or is this a side hustle project? For example, if we, if we keep it in those very th- simple three categories, mm-hmm. but just to have the categorized every day of your random notes that aren't just all, all over the place, but to, to say, okay, when I'm working on my side hustle, here are my side hustle notes. When I'm meeting with my family or, or thinking about the family, here are my family notes. Don't forget to you know, buy this at the grocery store. Don't forget to you know, follow up with this person, whatever. So the, ca- the categorizing is something I do twice a day at least twice a day. Sometimes I do it more often than that, but that helps to keep things organized. And then the calendaring is so important, especially for those of you who are busy. You need to do your best to live by a calendar. Otherwise, you will always be firefighting. You will always be putting out fires, you know, kind of with your, kind of like a, like a, you know, like grabbing your hair and like, oh my God, now I got to do this. Oh my God, now I got to get home and do this. Now I got... And it is so stressful to live by the external demands that are in the moment and the internal whims that, oh, now I want to feel like doing this. I live by a calendar uh, Monday through Friday and some parts of Sunday. Saturday is completely blank. I could do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But uh, and Friday afternoons as well. So basically Monday through Friday afternoon and then parts of Sunday for family time, that, those are calendared in as well. You know, make sure I do laundry, make sure I have time to, you know, go do my grocery shopping or whatever it is. And if you are willing to to live by a calendar, you will find yourself being more and more grounded and centered and less stressed out over time. And it's this willingness, it's this willingness to set boundaries Mm. is what most of us have trouble with. That's why we don't live by the calendar is because we just go by whatever we feel like doing, which is what, which is what tends to create a life out of control. And yeah. so, you know, when, when I mean, what I mean by live by the calendar is be sure to put schedule in time for family, time for your you know, groceries, time for your errands, time for your side hustle. You know, time for relaxing if you want to do that. You know, uh, time, time for your for, meditation. Time for your meditation, exactly. And time for your commute back and forth. Those need to be because when you look at the calendar and you put these important things in, you'll realize that, of course, you have limited time, which will then motivate you to only put the important things into your calendar and to therefore have more strength and perspective to say no to the things that are less important. Wow. 
That's big, George. <laughs> I just gave you years of experience in just a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's it's the actual actually sitting down and doing it, like yes. spending some time. And it probably feels cumbersome in the early days, yeah? Of course. And I continue to modify my calendar as I learn more about myself and uh, as my work evolves, as my family life evolves. I probably modify my calendar every couple of weeks. I'll start, I'll modify a few things like, oh, maybe I want to do this on, on a Tuesday afternoon instead of on a you know, Friday morning or whatever it may be. You know, mm. I just keep modifying. But, but the key is to stick with your calendar so that you can live a life of balance and you can keep getting smarter about what needs to go into your schedule, what needs to go into your life because you can control and create a life of joy, well-being, fulfillment, if you were intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that intentional piece. Yes. It's putting those big things in first. That's right. And, yes. and then filling the gaps in later, letting the little gaps be just, you know, fun yeah, time or something. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah. Have, you know, and, and, and an important caveat to all this is when I say to live by our calendar, I don't mean that every half hour segment of your day and night should be filled in. Right. I also have lots of white space, especially when you're first starting out to do this practice. Don't be shy about putting in white space. And the white space is, hey, that's when I can do whatever, you know, is, feels important or feels energizing in the moment. You know, uh, so so give yourself that white space. Don't schedule every moment of, of the day or night. Yeah, but do make a schedule. Do make a schedule, yeah, it, for your important things. And I think this is a problem that happens uh, when we become stressed or mm-hmm. anxious. We can tend to think that everything is an emergency oh, and yeah. that everything, like I love that you yeah. use firefighting. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So everything is urgent and we've lost track. So if you have a calendar and I'd like to suggest here, um, you know, using like a Google calendar, whatever your favorite. Oh, okay. Yes. Whatever people's favorite calendar, but that type of thing where you can move the things around and you can see it and adjust it. It's like, I look at things like this as having riverbanks. And George, you've been very helpful to me with that of having riverbanks because I have great ideas. I've got all these things I want to get out to everybody. And because I love my listeners like they were family and I want to do all these things for them. But unless I have this structure or the riverbanks, all that water, all those ideas can become flat like a stagnant pond. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have to, we pull those riverbanks in a little bit more narrow, there's somewhere for it to flow. Mm-hmm. And that's what you've been helpful to me with. And that's what I'm hoping people will get from this capture, categorize, and calendaring. Yes. This can be a, make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one, uh, one other nuance that's helpful is to be aware of perfectionism, Mm. you know, because sometimes let's say we've scheduled, you know, two hours to make a podcast episode or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. 
as I mentioned before, things can always be improved forever. Meaning you can be working for the rest of your life on a single podcast episode because you can always find a one second of thing here or, you know, whatever it is. You could be writing a blog post. It could be working on, you know, working on your side hustle or it could be a family project or it could be a work project. Realize that there is no limit to how much things can improve. And so it is your responsibility and your practice of well being to put a limit, to put a boundary to say, no, 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 I am only going to work for 45 minutes on this, 30 minutes on this, two hours on this. And then at the end of the two hours, whatever is done is perfect. Yeah. Whatever is done is perfect because I, I call it, you know, I call myself a big picture perfectionist, mm. not a small picture perfectionist. A small picture perfectionist says, no, no, this blog post, this podcast, this project has to be perfect. I got to make it perfect. And so they wear themselves out with trying to make every little project perfect. I look at it, the big picture, I see the perfection of the big picture, of the grand plan that somehow we're, we're all living. And I see that no matter what, I believe this, and, and whatever faith the listener has, tap into that faith and, and, and you know, b- believe that you are being led inevitably on a path towards growth, towards, towards uh, beauty, towards perfection, but it is a long-term path. Mm-hmm. Look at the perfection of the whole thing. And so if you see the perfection of the whole thing, then you realize these little pieces are just little stepping stones along the way. And so the stepping stone doesn't have to be perfect. It's just a stepping stone to the next project. So I, for myself, you know, cause you and I both create content often. So publish is is more important than perfect Ah. you know the consistency of publishing the consistency of finishing a project no matter you know in the limited time that we have is more important than making it just right yeah so thank you george that's really really helpful because uh when we when um i get emails from clients that it's that uh, looking for the perfection and ruminating on uh, right. and, and the freedom that we can have from just for you or I or other people just pushing publish. It's yeah. like, okay, that's, that's it for today. There, there will be more and better to come. And, and also, you know, you mentioned thing you said about rumination. Sometimes that happens when we think about previous conversations. Oh, I could have, I could have had that conversation more skillfully. Mm-hmm. Or I could have done that presentation better. That event could have gone better. You know, the, the party I put together could have gone better. The, uh, my speaking could have done. But remember, that event already ended. That conversation already ended. Life gave you a boundary there. Yeah. And it's, it's now your time to move on to the next conversation. The next time you meet with that person, the next time you, you create that event. You know, learn from that previous event. What's one thing you can do better or two or three things you can do better and simply now apply it to the next impression, the next event, the next relation, conversation. And so the ruminating is not needed because the ruminating is fighting life to say, no, 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 the boundary isn't done. The the event didn't really finish. No, no, the the event finished. The relationship, the conversation was done. Life says that's done. Now apply what you're learning to the next one. Right. Yes. Yeah. I can say yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 
being in what is now versus what was. So that's right. Yeah. Yes. yes. You know, George, you have a wonderful, we talk a lot about uh, breathing here about mm. um, using our breath, which is always with us as a way of being able to bring ourselves back into the present moment as I was mm-hmm. even just mentioning. So I know you have a breathe process and would it be too much to ask for you to share that with the oh, listeners today? I would be happy to. I'd be oh, happy. I love it. So let me first walk you through the process in detail and then I will do the process in short, which is how I usually do it so that Listeners can kind of rewind this uh, episode back and just do that short segment if you like. So this is something I do at the beginning of every workday and before every time I meet with a client and before every time I speak and before every time I work on an important project or any time I'm not feeling great in the day, I will do this. This literally only takes me a few seconds to do. But I'm going to speak it in detail, and I'll take a few minutes, and then we'll do the, the one that takes about half a minute. So the idea is to simply take four breaths, okay? And it's so simple, four breaths. But it's, it's intentional with each breath, the thought that I have as I take it. And the, for the first thought that I, that I, the first breath that I do, in and out, for the first in-breath, I think love. Now, to me, now you need to customize this process to your own meaningful um, beliefs. To me, I believe in some strange way that the universe might actually literally be made of love. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, maybe one day scientists will have you know, mm-hmm. subtle enough instruments to be able to measure something called love or something called light or something called wisdom. But I believe the universe literally the particles at the smallest, tiniest levels are somehow made of love. You could say it's God's love. You could say it's universal love. Mm-hmm. It's made of love and wisdom and beauty. Okay, so that's my belief. So as I breathe and take in the first breath, I literally am breathing in love, okay, as one of the components of love. And as I breathe out, I think to myself, because the universe is made of love and wisdom and beauty, there is total security. I believe that to be the, 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 the case. The destiny for you and me and for every soul in this universe is total security. And so that's what I do remember on my exhale breath. It feels so good to exhale. <sighs> total security. And then my second in and out breath is simply love again. And then on the second out breath, I simply say, thanks for the total security. Thanks for the love that's, mm. that's there. And by the way, with these two first two breaths, I'm, I'm holding my heart uh, with my, both my hands. Now, you can do this even if you're with other people or if you're in the office and you can't be holding your heart or something like that. Uh, you can do it without holding your heart. You can do this even with your eyes open, even without letting people know what you're doing. You could just be breathing intentionally. So anyway, the third breath, I usually reach out my hands as if I'm receiving and I breathe in wisdom because that's also what's what the wisdom I believe is literally all around us. We can receive wisdom in any moment if we intentional, intentionalize that. So I believe that and I, I breathe that in in the third breath, wisdom. 
and on the on the third exhale, I imagine the wisdom just coming out of my pores, like I'm filled with wisdom, and I'm just bursting forth with wisdom. I go th- forth in my day, in my actions, in my words, with wisdom. And so that's what I imagine as due to my, my third in and out breath. And then finally, my fourth in and out breath, I put my hands together and I, I breathe in a particular virtue that I'm focusing on that day. I have a list of virtues that I kind of rotate through to remind myself. Today's virtue actually happens to be lightheartedness. Oh. So, yeah, so I put my hands together and I breathe in lightheartedness. And as I breathe out lightheartedness, I imagine how I might apply that to the next thing that I'm doing, whatever it is, talking to a client, being on this podcast, whatever it may be, may I be lighthearted. And so those are the four breaths. And let's now practice that mm-hmm. um, as an actual, you know, real time practice. So first breath in, love. Breath out, breathe out, total security. Second breath, again, love. Breathe out, gratitude. Thanks for that love. Third breath, wisdom. Receiving the wisdom of your surroundings of the universe. Breathe out the living of wisdom in your life today. Fourth, Fourth breath, lightheartedness or courage or whatever virtue you want to breathe in our well-being breathe that out and imagine applying that virtue in the next hour of your day wow george thank you you're so welcome that is an you know what I love about how beautiful that practice is is its simplicity in that people can remember it you know, maybe jot it down the first time and remember yeah. it. Yeah. And you can just do it any place, any time. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I have done this practice so many times that it's become so normal for me that I can do it even right now as I'm speaking to you, the intentional breathing. Um, and so let yourself practice this again and again and again such that it becomes just who you are. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. Versus where we let our mind drag us around to. Right. <laughs> the intent, use this intentional breath. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, George. You're I really so appreciate welcome. that because yeah. um, it's what we do here. We have, you know, we talk about mantras and we talk about having a short prayer. And this mm-hmm. could actually uh, be the same type of thing. We could even use this when we were, if you wake up in the middle of the night and have difficulty sleeping, as many of my listeners do, they could do this. Oh, yeah, it's for sure. You know, practice. what I do when I'm trying to, I'm glad you mentioned this, when I'm trying to sleep, or when I'm, you know, for whatever reason, having a difficult time sleeping, I simplify this energy practice and I simply breathe in um, something like healing. So I, I, I basically rotate between three words, uh, four words sometimes, if, depending on what I feel like. It could be healing or joy mm-hmm. or love or peace. So I breathe that in, you know, healing, for example, breathe in, and I breathe out thanks. 
for that healing. And I even imagine, this may sound a little strange, but I imagine this, I'm, you know, like, um, it's almost like being in an MRI machine or being in a flotation tank. Mm-hmm. Being a, um, this, imagine this light uh, bubble around you. And as I breathe in healing, I imagine the light bubble kind of shining light particles into my being of healing. You know, mm. I breathe out the things for that. So, so yeah, you can, same thing, same idea of intentional breathing applied to sleep. As I imagine the Im- imagery of, of healing light, uh, I, I tend to drift off to sleep more easily. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And <laughs> You're so welcome. Thank you for agreeing to chat with my listeners and share with them. I know that people are going to enjoy this. And so I also want you to be able to share your new books coming out or yeah. uh, depending yeah. on what pe- people are listening to this, they may be listening to it in another two sure. years. Yeah. Um, you, so you have a new book coming out. Tell us about that and uh, what, what it's about. Well, it is basically going in depth into all the things that we've been talking about and many more practices. Um, it's a collection of skills and practices and tools that I've developed over the last really 10 years, but I've been practicing very consistently over the past three to five years. Uh, I call it Joyful Productivity, and you can find it on Amazon. It's probably the easiest place to go and find it or Google it. Joyful Productivity, uh, put my name in there, George Cow, K-A-O, and um, enjoy. You know, it's going to be right now first coming out in kindle format and then about a month later it'll be in paperback and then about a month after that there'll be an audiobook version as well Wonderful. read by read by yours truly yay very good george what a big project i yeah. love it yeah yeah well i will also have all those links george's website his youtube channel and uh links to uh the book in the show notes. So if you didn't jot that down uh, in your little capture log, you will be able to just go to the show notes and find it. Before I let you go, George, I wonder if you have any last words of wisdom for my Mm. listeners. Just a reminder that you are truly deeply going to be fine. You're going to be okay. And you are being I believe that you are being guided and led in the biggest picture on an inevitable path toward your greatest well-being, your greatest perfection of wisdom, courage, love, and creativity and freedom. And that is an inevitable path, a, a destiny that you cannot miss. And so knowing that, go forth today with joy, with more peace, and with gratitude. Thank you once again. I appreciate you. Thank you. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.